you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Around the NFL Podcast. These is Red Bottoms. These is Bloody Shoes. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. Yes. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with some heroes. To my left, Colleen Wolf. To my right, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, hey. What was that? Was that some of that Bodak music? Yellow, duh. <laughs> Do you see Cardi B is hosting with a... Fallon on Monday. I saw that. I, she, she's doing Coachella. And uh, I saw the cover of her new album. And what do you think? What do you think? Provocative. Uh-huh. Provocative. Have you she's seen it? She's great. I haven't. No. Yeah, but yeah. She's also hosting SNL or she's a musical guest for SNL. So it's a big, big couple. It's a big yeah. moment. And she, she's pregnant saying, I can do all this. Yeah. Darren a human. Have you heard her new song yet? No, I'm not Anything as like. From, really? I'm like caught up on the basic events around Cardi B's existence, but you're more like a deep dive source on this. So what what else is going on? It's a bang. It's a woozy banger. I, I don't know if it's woozy, but it's a banger. Oh, I think it's woozy. <laughs> They're all woozy bangers. <laughs> you're gonna have to just listen to it, and then I'll need I'll need good. your thoughts on it. It's good. Better um, hip hop artist at their mm. respective peak, Cardi B right now. Or peak Lil Kim, <sighs> Cardi B. Damn. I feel like Cardi B messing with is, the B Bzz. is sort of a um, mix between Lil Kim and Foxy Brown, and I loved Foxy Brown. Lil Kim's a better rapper, but Cardi definitely B is just more enjoyable. I think Colleen's better. the best rapper rapper of them all. Hey, do you want to drop rap authority <laughs> right wanna, here, Dan Hanses? You want to spit some bars? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome. Got to see and say. Nice hip-hop talk, guys. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, A big show, a big trade, another tsunami lands, uh, just wiping out an entire village. Um, Well, let's not make light of tsunamis. But big trade involving the throne of ease. 
uh, and the Rams, who are really going for it. So we're going to talk about that, get into in, into depth on that. And uh, also there is a, a name from the past that I didn't think would resurface, and yet he has. So we'll get to that. And then speaking of names that were waiting to, to surface uh, for the fourth year here on NFL.com, I have unveiled the Greybeards, who, of course, are centered in San Diego. So the 2018 San Diego Greybeards, and I will throw out uh, both Takani and Greg. The roster, Greg, just like uh, Evan Silva, the big old fish at Roto World who helped me out with this piece, and you can check it out at NFL.com slash Hansis. Give me your unvarnished takes on the roster. I think 8-8. is a possibility. Wow. Usually I'm like four and 12, five and 11, maybe six and 10. I think we might get eight dubs in a big spot. Well, the Greybeards, you're putting together a team full of players that don't have a job. Right. I should have made that more clear. Sure. I thought everyone in the world knew by now. But yes, the Greybeards completely comprise the players that are still unemployed. Uh, eight. As, as I'm not buying fourth eight. Week. I don't even need to. I, I have the general gist. Yeah. Really? What? It's way too high. Okay, but yeah. you haven't made it to the defense yet. We'll get to it. Dan's building a winner. We'll get Fresh to it. off owners you set, you meetings. Sent, you sent me for feedback uh, yesterday. I was like, you know, the Ernie Adams. I'm not getting any credit <laughs> for it, but, you know. That's some, true. That's some true. personnel you, advice. You did help me. You were definitely an Adams-esque figure. Uh, but And then we'll uh, get some mailbag questions from you, the listeners. Always fun. Uh, but before we do that, let's get to the news. Uh, and to do that, I throw it to Lindsay Fulton. How are you? Welcome back, Linz. Thanks. I'm happy to be back, even though my voice is gone. I sound like a man. Hmm. I, I always like a little scratchiness in a woman's yeah, voice. I don't, I've like never had a problem with it. Way beyond scratchiness. I was trying to read in church to do a reading, and I was Humble like, hey. I was, it was much worse, but it's getting mm. a little better, I guess. All right. We're, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, let's do some news. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We here in Venice. We just touched down. It's the first day. We got the whole squad out here. Tay-Tay, my dog Mark with a C. We out here, man. It's beautiful. USO tour trip underway. We love you. Yes. This is the best. That's Saints running back Mark Ingram. Uh, who did an introduction video once. Mark Sessler, uh, the hero, one of the heroes not with us, uh, they touched down in Venice, Italy, and and Ingram sent out that uh, that social media posting. <laughs> Mark with a C. Mark with a C. Yeah, that's his my new dog. Nickname. Mark with a C. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is pretty funny. And th- and then Mark did his Mark thing where he just sticks out his hand. <laughs> that was my favorite as, part. As far as possible, uh, that's his move. He's going to use it. So, and I have been in periodic contact with Mark via text. Uh, we're trying to get him on the show or maybe some type mm. of special That'd guest. That'd be a big fish to land. That, that would be. Yeah. Uh, so far, unsuccessful. Does he have an agent yet? Maybe. I'm sure by now mm. he's he's represented by someone. Uh, but by the end of the week, we'd love to, and hopefully we'll hear from Mark or one of mm. his new friends. That's great. We always joke when Mark's away um, that maybe he's not going to come back. This one, if if he tried to dodge, you know, if he tried to not come back, it would create an international incident, like the arm, like the government. And That's the, true. Well, the latest one today, forces would be looking for him. So we I, saw Mark Ingram get attacked by a dog. That was an amazing video that, <laughs> that Mark Sessler escalating. I think the things that they're doing. That's a good scoop. Nice video scoop. It's like Mark is almost a uh, 
like one of those TMZ guys that hangs out outside <laughs> premieres and stuff. Yeah. And he <laughs> got the video. Of, was Ingram okay? Do we have? Is that an injury? Yeah, situation? he talked about it afterwards. He seemed he seemed okay. He posted. Yeah, he uh, he was talking about. I guess that was the third time he did it. He he did the well, first two times. He just got bit, and then the third time he tried to juke the dog, and the dog horse collared him. Wow, what a what a scenario. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mark is, of course, Italy. He's going to Germany. Check out his Instagram. Check out his Instagram and many other social media uh, platforms, apparently, we learned on Monday, right? This is the best thing that could have ever happened to us and Mark. I'm so excited to like just live vicariously through him right now. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the news, and we will start with the big trade. Yes, the tsunami hit, and the New England Patriots send wide receiver Brandon Cooks, who was their leading receiver last year, their number one targeted receiver last year, acquired a year earlier in a trade with the Saints that cost the first-round pick. They send Cooks to the Rams uh, in exchange for a first-round pick. There are some mid-round picks involved as well uh, on each side. Uh, So the Patriots, one and done with Brandon Cooks. The Rams collect another weapon for an... Extremely impressive roster, and on top of that, Greg, uh, it kind of puts to bed the speculation, the very real speculation, according to Steve Weish on Monday, that Odell Beckham could potentially end up in Los Angeles. They have their new number one or number one-ish receiver. It's Brandon Cooks. Let's start with the Rams. Yeah, the the Rams are, to me, the the biggest part of the story because what they're doing, we just... We just haven't seen it. I mean, they it was like a couple trades ago. We were like, wow, this is crazy how much the Rams are trading. Now it's like with this one, people are like, all right, that's enough. It's like, so let, much fun. Though. Let's be a little more respectful, guys. Like too, too <laughs> many like amazingly uh, big trades. It's interesting to me that Adam Schefter reported they were going after Brandon Cooks before the Beckham news even came up that they've been pursuing him for weeks. They really saw that number one receiver space as something that needed to be filled and they were willing to pay a lot for it because giving up a first round pick for Cooks uh, is a lot when he only has one year left on his contract and I think the Patriots probably had to be convinced into it and it sounds like they tried to get a deal done perhaps with Cooks and they realized they were not going to be in the ballpark to pay Cooks whatever he's going to get which I would imagine will be 16, 17, 18 million dollars a year and in the end they decided man we, we could use some more picks we have had one top 50 pick in the last three years combined and they took the deal. I think it's a good deal for both sides. That's yeah. okay. And it's okay to be a good deal for both sides. Steve reported that everything always seems it seems like everything always seems like a good deal, deal this time. But this is a good hey, player. Times to play out, but this is a good player and it's a first round pick. They could blow the pick of course, but it's a good it's nice for them to have a Steve first round. Steve Weish also reported that the Rams and and Cooks are in very serious negotiations to get a long-term deal mm-hmm. done, Colleen, which seems to be necessary. If you give up a first-round pick, you're not doing it for a rental. Right, and it's funny. I was ta- I was texting with friend of the show, Kara Henderson-Sneed. Yeah. Uh, AHS. Right before this happened. And Sources. I was like, well, what's going on with Odell? Like, what what's, what's actually happening right Look at now? You. And nice. she was like, that's a loaded question. And so I was like, <laughs> what's the deal with Odell? Um, and so... I mean, like, honestly, minutes later, then the Cooks thing came mm. down. And it's funny because I think it speaks a lot. It about shows that she's not going to give you any information that she didn't. She's have. not. Not yet. She, anyway. Yeah. She she gives me some things. Okay. But, you know, um, don't, don't discount the nugs that Sneed might be giving old okay. Wolfie over. Uh-huh, there. Okay. Uh-huh. But um, I think it speaks a lot about the wide receiver prospects in this draft class that are coming out too. that the Rams would give up that pick 
because they probably wanted a wide receiver, and why not get a guy who's proven already? Right. Well, they gave up their second-round pick for Sammy Watkins last year. Yeah. I mean, that, that's in this draft. So their first two picks have already been used. They used their fourth and fifth-round picks in their in these other trades, including the uh, Aqib Tlaib trade and the Marcus Peters trade. So that is their draft class, is all these yeah. veterans. And it didn't work with Watkins. So it almost takes more chutzpah. It shows the Rams are feeling themselves oh my God. even more to do the same event, essentially the same thing again. But Should we move them ahead in the rankings? Yes. I yeah. mean, so they're number one. I think we got to put them Gruden. number one with a bullet. Okay. And, you know, Watkins, and maybe time will prove this incorrect, but I don't think he's ever really proven himself to be a true number one receiver. And they moved on from Watkins after much thought and consideration about giving him the tag. Now they're saying Brandon Cooks be our number one receiver, and they're good. Greg, you wrote a really good winners and losers piece. Uh, Brandon Cooks' agent's in a great spot because oh, yeah. they kind of have the Rams over the barrel. Uh, he's going to get number one wide receiver money, but is Brandon Cooks a number one wide receiver? It's fair to ask that. Pats didn't think so. Not exactly, but that's okay. He's he's had about 1,100 yards per season the last three years. He can go deep. He can do the shallow crosses. He's very versatile. They'll know how to use him. He's not a top 10 player at receiver in the NFL. No, but he's a really good player. I mean, so yeah, you're going to pay him a lot of money, but it's a, it's a sure thing. It's just weird that they thought that was such a priority that Robert Woods, Cup, Higby, whatever they had as a receiving option was somehow barren. Whereas the Patriots, I think, look yeah. at it like, we're not going to give this guy this money. And we've got like people saying like, oh, they got to replace Edelman and Cooks in the draft. It's like they they went to the Super Bowl and won it with Brandon LaFell starting every week. They've they've been to a lot of Super Bowls with inferior receiver groups to Edelman, Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell. Maybe Kenny Britt does a little something. Corderell Patterson, Philip Dorsett. I don't look at the Patriots and think receiver is their problem. They, they've got some problems. That's not their number one problem. Think about Sean McVay this time last year when he was looking at the roster and he was saying there is no we- there are no explosive weapons on, on this roster right now. And he's just continuing what he did last year. I mean, can you imagine being Jared Goff right now? Like, what, what is he? He is feeling himself right now. He should have been in the rank. Oh, he has what to a job. Right. I mean, he's part of the Rams organization, the Ram- obviously. The, the Rams. Rams are going to have a ton of expectations this year, but I, and I think they have the goods to back it up. But back to the Patriots, Greg. Mm-hmm. And I know I enjoyed your piece. I've already said it once in the show. Wow. I'm it reading again. it as we do the Think show. Uh, however, uh, sometimes I sense that your default with the Patriots is, is to tell everybody to just calm down. Nothing is really that big a deal. Did you do that two days ago? But I think that this is potentially a really big deal. I'll start real quick with the wide Less receiver. Less of a group. big deal and more in Bill We Trust. In, in Bill We I'm, Trust, and he's earned gonna that. He's going to make tons obviously. of mistakes, but overall, yes. This is a, a really, there have been seismic changes to this team in the offseason, and Cooks is just the latest guy now, and you're probably going to hold on to Gronk now, which always made sense. But there are a lot of changes, and then you have the two number one picks, which is massive intrigue. And I immediately, just trying to get Greg fired up, mm-hmm. said this is all a prelude to Tom Brady retiring. I essentially right put that into the yeah. article. Yeah. And I'm telling you, and we've heard whispers, and it's out in print out there, if you read around, that Tom Brady has not actually come out and said, I'm definitely playing this year. Now the Pats have two first-round picks. And to me, this is how I've read this whole thing. And, and it goes all the way back to the Seth Wickersham piece, which I think has proven to be a good look at the real situation. I think he got it right. 
that Belichick is planning post-Brady to show that it wasn't just Tom Brady that made him uh, arguably the greatest coach ever. And I think this is about life after Tommy Boy. For the first time, I really think Belichick's planning that way. Is it for life after Bill Belichick, too? Is he setting all of this up nope. for Josh McDaniels? Well, in theory, I don't think so. I he, think he wants to have one big run without Brady to show that it wasn't Tom, and that's what this uh, these two first-round picks to me could set up. I totally disagree because he's just making the types of moves that he's made throughout. He doesn't. That's why he's feeling himself is because he doesn't change for anyone. He's traded guys at the end of their contracts – four picks before they got to that final year over and over again. It happened with Chandler Jones. It happened with Jamie Collins. Like, this is sort of what they he does. If anything, it does show he's thinking long-term, but I think he's always, like, thinking long-term. I expected them to draft a quarterback in this draft yeah, because they drafted one in 2011 in the third round. People were upset they took Ryan Mallett. People were upset they took Jimmy Garoppolo. That was, You know, Tom Brady was five years younger then. Of course they're going to take a quarterback. I don't know if it's going to be with one of those first two picks they have a lot of big time needs at tackle in the front seven I don't know if they have an idea to trade up I don't think they know that because there's no way that you can but I'd be stunned if they don't use one of those first four picks let's say on oh a my god because why they, wouldn't they yeah because okay. quarterbacks well, are so important. obviously set up for that but what if they take those two first round picks and get one of the big four it's possible it's in play I think mm-hmm. right now and that becomes very interesting it it would cost a lot. I think it would cost more than just those first two picks to, to get up to take what if it's one Baker that high. Mayfield? But maybe they really like another a couple of the quarterbacks that they think might slip past. And yeah, that, that just gives them more flexibility. They had two first-round picks uh, back in 2012. They ended up trading up, mm-hmm. I believe, to take Dante Hightower when, when they drafted him and Jones. Like, they might, it might be the boring answer, just that they take defensive pl- like they might take defensive players and they move all around and they use all these picks. But they needed some young talent. They have not had top shelf draft picks on that team in a while. How great is this draft going to be? Oh my god, I'm so excited! I seriously it, cannot it wait. wait. The Patriots add to it. We feel this is a long way away from. Eric Fisher or Luke Jokel, who goes number one? <laughs> oh this is like God. the opposite of that. This is the most exciting draft since the Manziel draft. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I'm like, I can't believe right. we have to wait so long for the draft. It feels like Christmas a little bit. Like, you're making lists. You're doing mock drafts. You're trying to figure things out, what you want, what you need, what teams need. And then it's like you're counting down mm. the days. Well, it's especially acute for you because you're just watching, you know, marathons of Snapped on your couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Like, when does, it, when does the next show, guys? What can I do next? <laughs> I did. My in-laws are in town. I right watched now. an episode of Snaps. Uh, snaps. Snapped over <laughs> Oh, the my weekend. God. That's the snaps football version. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's pitch that upstairs. Yes. Uh, the show Snaps. It's about wives of football players that get super <laughs> pissed at their husbands not being around. Um, stupid. Uh, <laughs> Dan was... Nope. Keep, keep it, going, please. It, it was okay, though. It was an okay show, but I found it to be a watered-down version of a Dateline episode. That yeah. was my take. It's not necessarily a good show. It's just it hooks you. And for me, I couldn't stop watching it. Once I got like halfway in, I'm and like, Gonzo, Gonzo should absolutely be worried that you watched eight in a row in a darkened living room alone. That's all I'm saying. It was during the day. You pulled the blinds. <laughs> Uh, all right, so much uh, more to dig into about that trade and the intrigue that will come along. Les Snead's got a lot to do. He's got a lot to handle right now. It's putting he's putting pressure on himself. That what? guy's got it together. Really, though. I was going to say, I feel like he he'll be fine. I'm just saying, that guy never stresses he's out. Just he's just busy. Not a care in he's the just world. busy. Aaron Donald, Brandon Cooks. You're going to have to figure out Peters. You're going to have to figure out 
you know, whether Sue is there long term, there's just a lot going on. Gurley's going to have his contract. But it's come a up. good problem to have. Absolutely. I would love to be less neat Absolutely. right now. Over under 11 and a half wins for the Rams or the Patriots? Both. Uh, I, guess I think I'd... that's a good number. For Give both. me the over. You got to bang the over on the Patriots. Let's be honest. Just out of uh, respect, I'll go over for both. Okay. Uh, in your face! Because I'm rooting for it <laughs> no. for the Rams. I'm not sure I believe it, but I'm rooting for it. And you're, but you're not rooting for it for the Patriots. I'm rooting, rooting for, for both. I, of course, I'm rooting for it for both. I haven't picked against the Patriots once on this podcast. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, a a surprise signing, I would call it. I think it's fair to say mm-hmm. Robert Griffin III has been off the radar uh, in the NFL. And my uh, speaking of my in-laws, my father-in-law Bob Bates. Great man. DBS. Shout out, Bob. Shout out to Bob. Uh, a big Baylor guy. Uh, goes to all the events. So he, he tracked, he's been tracking Griffin since his college days. And he came up, Griffin, this weekend. Uh, what's, what's up with him? And I'm like, I think he's just done. Because you so you he was out of football last year. You would have thought maybe he goes to the CFL or he's maybe he's showing up in workouts. And he just seemed to be off the radar. And then out of nowhere, it's announced on Wednesday by the Ravens that they agreed to a one-year contract with RG3. Ozzie Newsom had this to say, Colleen. He came in last week, worked out, had a real good workout, and we were able to come in, come to an agreement late yesterday. He will probably be here early next week to sign the deal. Your thoughts? 28 years old. All right. So, I mean – they obviously need a backup for Joe Flacco, especially with everything the way it went last year. Oh, yeah. Um, and now that Ryan Mallett isn't there anymore, that this makes sense. But the thing that I think is interesting to me, it's not even so much RG3 and what his future with the team is. It's the transition of power between Ozzie Newsom and mm. Eric DaCosta and how this is actually happening right now. If it's uh, a mixture of the two. Because I would imagine that this is it's it's got to be an odd situation in there when you've had a guy in power for so long handing it off. I mean, is it was this 100 percent Ozzy? Is it a mix of both? Is Eric sort of doing things under the tutelage of him? Like I, I would just. Well, he's been there, too, for this for 10 years. Sure. But he hasn't been. been calling the shots. It's always right. been Ozzy's game. So I would be interested to find out, like, who actually made the call there. It's weird. It's a weird signing. Mm-hmm. Number one, are the who could be more, weird. more unlike Joe Flacco than the offense is totally different. That you would run. Two, it's hard not to think about the fact that they seriously considered signing Kaepernick last August. It really seemed like John Harbaugh, the coach, wanted to sign Kaepernick uh, last August or late July, and then it got held up. Whether that was through ownership or the fans being mad about, it. and now you sign. RG three, I don't know. It just, it just seems strange. It seems strange to me. And then, I, and you think about how how much has changed since 2012. I'm going to bring you back. Do it. I'm going to bring you back to uh, February 4th, 2012. Oh, take us back, bro. The first ever NFL honors happened. Oh, the worst. By the way, you guys were there. The worst. Dan was there. <laughs> the worst. I was there. Yeah, give us the weekend off. So Dan Machine. disagrees apparently oh, no. with Jeff Darlington's headline on our site, which says first ever NFL <laughs> honors ceremony, a smashing success. success. All I'm saying is, and I, you know, I love this company, uh, but Saturday when you go to the Super Bowl is the one day you get to get together with your family and mm. get, and then you know you have like a 14, 15 hour day ahead of you on Sunday. And then all of a sudden, the Oscars of the NFL was dropped into Saturday. Well, I, I, I digress. Go on, Greg. Well, it was the first. 
It was the first ever, and it was a smashing success. According to Alec, Alec Baldwin with the uh, monologue. On that night, <laughs> continue. Robert yes. Griffin uh-huh. III wins Offensive Rookie of the Year wow. over Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, and some other good players that year. The next day, Joe Flacco wins Super Bowl MVP and basically gets a promise from his owner on the NFL Network set that he's going to become the highest-paid quarterback in the league. And That could have been played better. Yeah, yeah, both of these guys are in a much different place than they were. Speaking, I think we all were. Yeah, well, no, we, we all are right now. Uh, speaking of Colleen, uh, Joe Flacco. Colleen, that was like, I was hosting a golf show at that yeah, point. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> love that show. And I've never played golf. Now you've got like four <laughs> different shows you host. Everybody... Google Colleen. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. No. That's all they got to do. It's already too late. No. Uh, my favorite headline from yesterday, uh, this is a paraphrase, but Ravens to Flacco, start a camp, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, what? I, I don't know this. They want him to start like a, a wide receiver camp with his boys to get accustomed with each other and get comfortable. I'm, I think the Ravens are not that RG3 is the guy that's going to become the answer quarterback, but the Ravens are like, yo, bro, start a camp. I just feel like John Harbaugh. Let's he's start going in the right direction. He's going to be on the hot butt seat soon. Uh, I think he was last year. I think he'll remain. I there. feel like the as much seat as we like John. is getting hotter and hotter though, and I feel like especially with the transition of things, that it feels like it's transitioning. Yeah, Flacco. Flacco needs to be a lot better. I mean, they don't have anyone else. I don't know if RJ three makes the team. I would assume they're going to draft someone too. There's a lot of a lot of teams in the sneaky quarterback. Yeah. Market like the Patriots, like the Ravens. I can't wait for the draft. Yeah, it's going to be good. Speaking of the draft and notorious picks, Johnny Manziel was on the Dan Patrick show um, today, Wednesday. And he's on, as we all know, he's kind of on the apology tour. He's on the comeback tour. He's trying to get it. He's trying to get in a position that RG3 got into today. And he was asked about uh, what regrets he had about, you know, what happened after he was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 2014. If Cleveland did any of their homework, they would have known that I, I was a guy that didn't come in every day and, and watch film. I was a guy that um, didn't really know the X's and O's of, of, of football. So when I get to Cleveland, you know, I have a quarterback in the room with me that's that's not helping me. And it's not really his job, too, but nobody was there, like, helping me go over the X's and O's. And, and it was it was hard. Uh, I bring this up, Greg, uh, not – to delve back into the Browns failing with Johnny Manziel, but uh, more just looking ahead with Cleveland and that Robert Klemko of SI um, commented on Twitter. I thought it was a good point to bring up that a lot of people in Cleveland's building wanted nothing to do with Johnny Manziel, that they hmm. saw the red flags and then from up above, I mean, the very top floor, uh, banged the red button and said, I want Johnny Manziel. Just something to keep in mind now is Cleveland – uh, makes the next huge quarterback choice. Uh, it is the same man in charge that was in charge four years ago. The first thing I thought mm. about with this were the comments that Jim Mora made about Josh Rosen going to a situation that's going to help him succeed and how he talked about, I think he said that Sam Darnold should go to the Browns. And it kind of comes full circle when you hear Johnny Manziel talking about how nobody was there to help me with things. Like, I mean, uh, these guys are super immature, a lot of them, when they come in. And it's their first time with a lot of money and fame. And, like, you need to have a good coaching staff there to help with these things. A lot of them are. But a lot of them, especially first-round quarterbacks and picks in general, are very mature, you know, coming in. That's why you spend the the first-round pick on them. I mean, if you look at, like, that – 
that 2012 draft class that we just talked about, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson was pretty mature. Andrew Luck was pretty right. mature. RG3, I, maturity, I don't think, was, was his problem. It's funny. I My takeaway from that quote was the uh, the shade being thrown at Brian Hoyer there. I was going to ah, ask you. Yes, that was my follow-up. Yeah, that, yeah, was that was fun. That was fun. And you know what? A little, I enjoyed it as well. I don't think that's the first time that um, we've heard Brian Hoyer maybe, you know, he, you don't always have to be buddies with, with the other guys in your quarterback room. I don't think that was a total shock. By the way, Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator. I mean, who would would have been a better person to teach the X's and O's? That's on, right. that's on Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Uh, and to Manziel's credit, he's taken – the blame during this media tour. So I messed up my life. I was. Lucky. I had. Yeah. I had mental issues at the time that got worse and worse. But anyway, interesting. Will the Browns make the right decision? They got to get it right. Uh, other quarterback news: Drew Brees is suing a. I like this story. This is uh, so interesting. Because I mean, it's a little bit of a La Raville Magnifico for our friend Drew Brees, because you know Drew. I don't. True. Well, that's true. We don't know, Drew. Right. You could say it's a La Raville Magnifico how much you like this story. We (laughs) join another man's downfall. Yeah, uh, yeah, his downfall. Let's calm down about that. But (laughs) I found it very interesting that Drew Brees, who who is very, um, very focused on presenting a certain type of image of himself that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not is exactly who Drew Brees is. Drew Brees has a massive jewelry uh, jewelry, uh, I always say jewelry, it's jewelry. Jewelry. It's very important that you say it correct. I don't know, I don't say any words right. Anyway, he has a huge jewelry uh, collection. <laughs> say it again. It's very hard to say. <laughs> he has a huge collection of jewels. And uh, he is right now, and this was on TMC.com, he has filed a lawsuit against some bro named Vahid Maradi, uh, who runs a jewel shop in San Diego over a $8 million diamond ring that Drew Brees purchased, uh, and he had it recently appraised, and it was found that it was only worth $3.75 million. and uh, Brees claims he's been buying jewelry from Marathi for years, <laughs> dropping roughly $15 million on a collection of pieces, watches, earrings, and rings. He got got. Uh, so he's upset. That's it. You he's angry. He got got. What's he doing buying the heart of the ocean over there? Like, what? I don't understand <laughs> this is an investment. I, I didn't know that people bought jewels. Are we surprised that Drew Brees is that much What's money? the La Raville? Oh, what's he doing with all that jewelry? <laughs> That's all, I mean, who's dropping $8 million on a ring? He's buying it for his wife. I think, too. Don't you have to get that stuff appraised, like, outside? Uh, I would think. Well, my If fa- you were going to sink that much money into something wouldn't you be like hey let me have somebody else check this out too the my the most interesting part of the story uh that i read in the times picayune version uh came from a statement for the jeweler uh and this is the end of the statement he should restrict his game playing to the football field <laughs> and refrain from bullying honest hard-working businessmen like my client oh Wow. But, uh, well, even before that, I, I want to read books before this too. <laughs> Mr. Breeze's behavior and belief that he was wrong because the jewelry did not appreciate in value as quickly as he hoped both demonstrate the lack of integrity Ooh. and contradict basic principles of both economics and law. Eric M. Basically, George, it's like, attorney. 
It's your, it's your fault, Drew bro. Drew Brees is got... probably fuming. By the way, shouts to Eric M. George because he was dropping nugs. I got one more. Drew Brees aggressively purchased multi-million dollar pieces of jewelry years later, claiming to suffer, quote, cash flow problems. He tried to bully my client into undoing the transactions. Very interesting story. It, well, Drew Brees is that woman at the bar with all of the jewelry on. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm not, judge- I'm not even judging Drew Brees. I'm just saying you would expect, you know, peak Deion Sanders, maybe Chloe oh. uh, Kardashian to be buying this amount of jewels. Hmm. Not true. Well, I, I don't think- know. I was, little, I was a little surprised. That's all. You just never know. To make this public is tough because you're kind, it's kind of a self-own. You're not coming out on top putting this story in the public. Even if, you're, even if you get some of this money back, just putting it out there does not put him in the best light. And it reminds me a lot of a, a great Mina Kimes story. Uh, I love Mina Kimes. She, yeah. She's great. She once said she listened to the podcast, so that's exciting. Yeah. Well, she listened uh, once. <laughs> a, a fantastic <laughs> writer and, and tweeter. And she wrote about Breeze's involvement in Advocare which was this you know, questionable company that was maybe a pyramid scheme, maybe not, and Breeze was at the top of it. It's a really Sounds interesting like an inhaler. article a few years ago. And, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It was Breeze, and it's weird that two big financial Breeze stories have come out I, in the last three years. That's I all. That's all that I'm saying. Breeze and this jeweler were close friends, I guess, in the past. So... Ain't no mo. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> uh, and finally in the news, all right, I was fascinated by that story. Connie a little has a little bit of a fascination for Yvonne Miller uh, in yeah. the headline story. Uh, another TMZ story that broke initially, uh, a photo of him with a big hammerhead shark in a fishing boat, I think off the coast of Miami. Yeah. And now Peter's all fired up. Well, Take a, it away, Connie. a nine and a half foot <laughs> I love this episode. shark. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I guess that's a uh, that's endangered. Uh, you're, oh, you you're can't just, mess with the sharks, man. They're I in trouble. I think it's endangered. They're one of the great for predators. some reason. You're not allowed to. It's a giant shark. If you guys have seen the picture, it's it's brutal looking. Like, I mean, I say it's a beautiful. So what does this have to do with Von Miller? That he's a fine fisherman. No, that Peter apparently. Uh, they said that they caught the shark and then released it. And the thing that didn't jive with me on that was the photo s- shows the shark like bleeding profusely. I'm like, I don't oh, know if that thing was making it I back know. in the water. I, uh, so hammerheads are classified as group three mm. sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a second degree misdemeanor. Um, yeah. So that would mean it's punishable uh, there. You could do jail time for it up wow. to $500 fine and 60 days in jail. Suddenly, Colleen goes to the shark tank at uh, the Mall of America, and she thinks she's a shark it says, expert. It says harvesting them in state waters is a second-degree misdemeanor. I know nothing about fishing yeah. or golf. You guys are learning a lot about me here. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Colleen wanted to throw out a big Tiger Woods segment because she's so excited about comeback season. That's right. Tiger Woods. Yeah, maybe we'll Didn't get... make the final cut, apparently. <laughs> maybe we'll get to that seg on Friday. <laughs> Unfortunately, we won't have Connie. You're going to be doing Path to the Draft on yeah. the network. When, yep. when does that air, Connie? That is on three to four, but we have to start pre-taping and rehearsing stuff at two. Oh, I don't care about that. I was just asking you to plug your program. Oh, I thought you were asking why. I thought you were like interrogating me why I couldn't <laughs> no. do the pod. And then I got to write stuff. Yeah, I can't do I'm it. I'm just being professional. Yeah. One, oh, one to two oh, Pacific, it's on, <laughs> four to five um, Eastern. 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Yeah, Monday through Friday, but definitely watch Friday when I host. Okay, that's what's, hap- <laughs> that's what's happening in the news. All right, before we get to the gray beards, I want to talk about Spartans. Spending too much time at the office, on the couch, or sitting in the car, you begin to confuse what you do with who you are. 
That's why you need Spartan. Spartan is an obstacle course racing company with races for every athletic ability and skill level, but it's not just a race. It's a way of life. With over 60 races all around the country, starting with the 3-plus mile, 20-plus obstacle sprint, Mm. all the way to the 14-plus mile, 30-plus obstacle beast, capitalized, any racer can find what's right for them as long as you leave your excuses behind. Pay attention to that, Colleen. Mm -hmm. You work hard. You push yourself through the weekday grind with grit, discipline, and determination. Bring that same determination to a Spartan race near you. Let it propel you through hills, climbs, and carries. Will be easy? Nah. Will be worth it? Absolutely. Sign up for the best weekend meeting of your life and race alongside fellow Spartans like Randy Moss. And I think they mean the football star, Ooh, not the not NFL the network, yeah. and now uh, reporter. Uh, excuses don't live here. Find your Spartan race today. Visit Spartan.com backslash around for an exclusive offer to find a race near you and view training and nutrition tips. I have a friend who did one of those. She was just like yeah. covered in mud Had afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonzo would be good at that. He would. Your husband. I would be I've terrible. seen him running. I, I've run into him running along the the beach yeah he's always exercising like i'll be going one way active. he's coming the other way and i can yeah. just tell even in that little that little interaction that he's he does it a lot faster and you know he has a lot of rules for himself than i do really yeah discipline so. like very very and i'm the opposite gonzo's one of those guys that always looks exactly eight years younger than he actually is it's the worst yeah. because now we're catching up to each other that's a problem so. that's a problem <laughs> all right here we go <clears throat> Shouts to Gonzo. Uh, John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster (laughs) Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. All right. The 2018 San Diego Greybeards have landed. Uh, I have taken, I, you know, put a lot of work into this. Grinding. You're proud. You're proud of it. Gruden's grinders, no more. So this was a Hansus grind night up well past uh, 1 a.m., Greg. Finishing this copy. This is this is like Greg's like, oh, I do that every night. I didn't say that. <laughs> but you know, the old zoo, sir. Poured your heart. I had to get this done this. because it's very important that the gray beards is not something you just knock out in forty five minutes. You need I, to go through the whole uh open free agent field. Yes. Greg. It it's so important that you had Evan Silva up till three in the morning. He's putting other, uh, you know, guys to work at other Evan, companies. Evan, if you read the piece on NFL.com slash Hansis or NFL.com slash end around Evan, I asked him if he could, because uh, I always feel like the team's good. So I, let me get the big fish in here to really look at each positional group and give a, an honest take. As I said before, an unvarnished take uh, on the rosters and, uh, and yesterday morning, he agreed to do it immediately because that's what the big fish does. And then he was like, oh, when do you need this by? I think he was probably expecting oh, no. a week, 10 days, a month. I was like, oh, you know, close business. <laughs> it's a bad job by me. At uh, least you paid him. Yeah. Uh, well, not exactly that either. But uh, check out at Evan Silva, Roto World senior editor. And he will be on the pod uh, soon to talk about the draft, probably right after the draft. Just he has some great games. takes on your gray beards. Uh, Basically, Roto World uh, like uh, yes, and that's what I was looking for, and he nailed it. So anyway, I I went through all the available free agents and put together uh, most of a roster uh, with backups and uh, really tried to to build out a real team that I thought could compete. You know, since this is a San Diego based team, we moved the gray beards from St. Louis last year to represent the um, the football fans that got banged in San Diego. Uh, if this team was in the AFC West, how would they do? And, you know, Greg, 
Can I see us flirting with 500? I absolutely can. So let's get into it. And you tell me what you think. Mm. Colleen, you tell me what you think. Yeah. Uh, we'll start at the quarterback position. And uh, this just shows the type of owner I am. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, you can come on my team. Is he Any the starter? Uh, it is going to be an open competition with Jay Cutler. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody it's an open competition, but Cutler will get a lot of the first team reps uh, in uh, uh, throughout the summer conditioning programs and uh, into training camp. Mm. Uh, but we got Cutler and Kaepernick in a in a quarterback competition, and then I just brought the Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, on board just you know because you know why? <laughs> why? Almost got Jets to the Super Bowl once. Oh, okay. Yeah, that just because he dated Meadows. He can be like the ambassador yeah. too that goes around and talks to people. You could, yeah, you could bring him yeah, on I, maybe eventually into the front office. I, I mean, just that's like something Mark Sanchez. That you would like. I just personally like Mark Sanchez. I always thought he seemed like a nice guy. So come on to the Graybeards. Yeah, like the fake he's paper. on all the billboards. Well, you say you say um, <laughs> that, I, it, I own that. that during was... your fake OTAs, you'll say things like Jay and Colin are first and foremost competitive football players. Yeah, but I think one of the questions well, with Jay is is that competitive fire <laughs> that's fair. burning, and um, so I like I like Kaepernick's chances if you truly give him a chance to uh, yeah. to wind up being your opening day starter. Silva's take was that um, Kaepernick has the highest ceiling, and then he buried Cutler uh, and pointed out <laughs> rightly that he uh, had a career low in yards per attempt, six point two last year in Miami, and. Evan said, Connie, that I like this. He would take Johnny Manziel over all of my options. Johnny Manziel. So, how do you feel about that as a GM? I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I'm all in on the uh, Manziel comeback slash recovery slash I've seen the light tour. Mm-hmm. I think he's saying all the right things, but I need Johnny to go to the CFL for a year or something. I think he would be a good backup or third stringer. You want to start selling tickets? You want to put meat in the seats? Yeah. You want to get your headlines into the San Diego papers who, you know, they feel scorned from professional football right now, and you're going to have to do some work to get them back. I just hope you have the coaching staff that can handle these guys. Uh, well, put them in. It's a good, it's a good point. I mean, they need, we're working on that. We're working on the position. staff. Probably a bunch of Ryan brothers is, is uh, <laughs> perfect. I mean, Mark can work that out for you. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Mark and Rex guaranteed. Best friends by the end of the oh, day. Oh, no question. I am looking forward to their friendship resulting in Rex joining our podcast someday. In a full-time <gasps> capacity? No. Well, that would be great, too. And then <laughs> on that the podcast, and Mark will never listen to this. No, no, no. But if he, if he does, then he'll know. On that podcast, we're going to play for Rex all of the things Mark said about him during the 2013, <laughs> 12, 14 season. Yes. Uh, moving on. So the quarterback group, you guys okay with it? I know it's not great, but again, we're, this is the best of what's left. I think I think you have guys that I would, flash. I would take Kaepernick and Cutler over what the Bills have right now and some other teams. Okay. Yeah. And I'll take that. Running back, I have three, uh, a trio of 30-something backs. Uh, speaking of putting meat in the seats, Adrian Peterson, welcome to the Graybeards for the first time. He'll be my sled dog. I also have DeMarco Murray coming off a down year, 30 years old, but was very good in 2016. And then my scat back is Darren Sproles coming off an ACL. He's going to be 35 by... uh... Uh, No, that's not nice. I don't like that. Darren Sproles is going to be 35 coming off an ACL tear. So he's my change-it-up guy. 
I don't know, Colleen. What do you think? Is this a little bit? Uh, it's dicey. It's di- it's dicey, dicey that yeah. Demarco Murray is the, the youngest running back you have. Yeah. Um, on fair. the roster, but Darren Sproles, I feel like, was always underrated. So mm. when he comes back from this ACL tear, he's going to show everybody what they've been missing. What they missed. Not a lot of. Right, I like missing. that. Not a lot of versatility here. It's like if Peterson or Murray in the game, it's like they're running. If Sproles in the game, they're passing. I think Wes would be happy with this because he still is very excited about Peterson's potential to have maybe mm-hmm. another year. Uh, Evan Silva down on Peterson. His his take on this. Uh, Peterson remains a capable two-down banger, but his age, lack of passing game usefulness, yeah. and declining durability slash explosiveness leave him jobless. Uh, and then he takes a shot at my team, Evan. <laughs> uh, and nevertheless, the short-term offensive foundation of the Greybeards, whose aerial attack is certain to be abysmal. All right. Calm down there, Ev. You know what, though? He's being fair. He's, he's being he's fair. Not, That's what I asked for. He's not sugarcoating. Unvarnished. At fullback, no-brainer. I mean, he's been on the team three or four years now. Uh, John Coon's Coon. there. Coon. Yep. As long as John Coon's alive and not uh, under contract, he will be a graybeard. You. That's great. You mentioned this team might be in the AFC West. This actually resembles a team I think John Gruden would like to put together. That's <laughs> true. It's very fair. So this is a very 1998 or I guess 2010-ish team uh, at wide receiver. And I will this is fantastic. publicly announce um, I have some misgivings and concerns about this unit just because of uh, some scheme issues. It's great. Uh, I have Michael Floyd, uh, my youngest wide receiver of the group. Uh, not youngest, excuse me, but he's 28 years old. He's going to be on the outside. And then I have a, a trio of slot guys, really. Decker, maybe I'm going to push to the outside. Eric Decker coming off a down year in Tennessee. And then I have Jordan Matthews and Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Colleen, I know you like Jeremy Macklin, right? Hey, and Jordan Matthews, two former Eagles. There you got go. On there. This was my favorite Silva take out of You out could of read this one because it hurt me a little bit. He said, you have a contested catcher, or a contested catch receiver who doesn't win contested catches in mm. Floyd. Two declining slot receivers in Decker and Macklin, and a third guy, Matthew, with bad knees whose inconsistency frustrates coaches. This is a quote-unquote limited group. Mm. Didn't feel necessary. Limited. But again, I asked for honesty. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's – I don't think it's a great well, pairing because the running backs, you don't have a lot of versatility. Well, Matthews either. I like. Matthews should be on a team. That's a good – that's yeah. a smart signing. I don't know if combining – you know, these re- receivers with uh, Cutler and Kaepernick. <laughs> like, I feel like those quarterbacks kind of need their receivers to get obviously open. Not a yeah. lot of anticipation, Separation, not a lot of timing. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know if and, that's coming And here. Greg did offer a, a, a hand to me when I was putting us together <laughs> yesterday. And, and at first he, he, he blanched when he saw my wide receivers. I said, well, well, Floyd, especially. I was like, like well, let's, let's, let's give check up it out. On, let's give up the ghost on Floyd. I get it. But then I was like, let's go check out who you can play on the outside that's left. And it's like, unless you're in love with Marcus Wheaton, uh, there really is nothing out there. Receivers went quick. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough position group to fill. Yeah. Uh, tight end. Uh, we got. You a, said you, you're like in eight wins. This is one of the worst graybeards. So far, seen. so far, it's shaky. I'm telling you, we're going to finish strong at tight end. Antonio <laughs> Gates. And Julius Thomas Gates were kind of sneaking in there. He'll probably end up on the Chargers uh, for one more year. Uh, but he gives me a guy in the red zone that knows how to play the game. Antonio Gates just gets open, Greg. Uh, Julius Thomas used to get open. Gates is my favorite player on your team, and he's the oldest, and he's probably the only one that's actually going to be on a team. 
Well, well, and he's going to fill the seats in San Diego. That's who you want. That's a Hall of That's Fame. I love Antonio. I might be the, he might be the first guy to go into the Hall of Fame with a Graybeard's helmet because he's loyal That's to San great. Diego. I did not even think of that. Uh, th- he's going, going on the media camp. guide. He's going on the media guide. Yeah. Right on the cover. Him Just and Mark Sanchez. Big mug. I, w- I was there for the last, uh, <laughs> the last game in professional football game in San Diego, and they were going crazy. For Antonio Gates anticipating him breaking the all-time uh, touchdown. That's mark. right. I mean, he brings the people out. Uh, we have a lot of problems on the offensive line. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, and you have to understand, this is why this exercise is extremely difficult uh, because I would say 70% of the teams in the NFL have crummy offensive lines, lines so you can only imagine what's going on uh, on the free agent pile. So I have a former number two overall pick, Greg Robinson on the blind side, uh, Luke Jokel, uh, the former number two overall pick uh, with the Jaguars at guard. What value to get those two get put those two together? <laughs> yeah, Luke Boanko is at the pivot point. Uh, <laughs> Boanko, definitely, definitely <laughs> first mention in this podcast. <laughs> Jiry Evans, thirty-four years old at guard, uh, and uh, Austin Howard, mm. yeah, an okay right tackle. Uh, he would handle that side. Uh, Silva called it a mishmash of a historic draft busts, uh, a former sixth rounder, and two late career veterans. You know what? They'll all have chips on their shoulder. A lot of chips. Whole yeah. bag of chips. <laughs> Tons of chips, yeah. Uh, yeah you're going to struggle to score double-digit points. I'm not seeing those eight <laughs> wins. I don't care how good the defense is. All right, is. so let's move on to the defense, and this is where we're going to make our money. Uh, edge. We got Junior Gallette, Connor Barwin, yes. Coney Ely, and Robbie, Robert Ayers. These are guys that um, still can play, uh, maybe not at their peak anymore. Gallette's a bit of a reclamation project. Uh, but even Evan Silva said there's nothing dominant here, but these are four capable, capable guys to work in rotation. Yeah, you, as long as you have a rotation, you're good. Get some fresh legs going. We're going Especially up. for the great Barwin, guys. known as a glue guy, one of the good guys in the yep. NFL, leader. Great locker room guy, really good for the community. Yeah, great community guy. That almost makes up for Gallette, who is still <laughs> having an NFL career despite one of yep. um, the worst off-the-field records in the last 20 years yeah. of any player. And I, I wrote that I did, when I was building this roster, when I began building the roster, I wanted at least one guy who was tased on spring break. And I got him. Yeah. So I felt good with that signing. Uh, The defensive line, we got some guys that are going to do some dirty work. Some grunts. They're going to push the pocket. They're going to stuff the run. Benny Logan, Jonathan Hankins, Nick Fairley. And we hope Nick is going to be okay. His uh, heart condition ended his Saints career, but he still wants to play. And come on down to San Diego and live the good life, Nick. Yeah, well, I'm, what is your medical staff like? I mean, they're, they're just, they okayed it. Uh, Silva noted that we can compete with this front seven. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? The, this, the defensive line is definitely the strength of the team so far. That That's a good that's a good three, three-person group. Inside linebacker, we got some name brands here. Navarro Bowman, mm-hmm. still on the right side of 30, just barely. Brian Cushing. Uh, you know, we got to keep him out of uh, Ivan Drago's medicine cabinet, yep. but uh, I think we're going to be okay there. And then Derek Johnson, total glue guy. Mm. There are glue guys holding this defense together. Uh, there you go. Maybe Cushing will, will have an amazing year for you. Maybe. Maybe we'll give him access to that cabinet. Maybe. I was going to say, this team, <laughs> this team could use some some help. <laughs> a jolt. Uh, cornerback, 
a, a nice group here. Bashad Breeland, who we're very lucky, is still out there. Uh, DRC, who's got, speaking of chips on their shoulder, very bad last season with New York. He wants to reestablish that he is a true cornerback uh, in this league. Pac-Man, we got the right coaching staff in place to make sure he stays under control, and, and he's been doing it for years. Terrence Newman, 39 years young. We're going to throw him a big 40th birthday party. Oh, that's cool. That's great. It's going to be a blowout. Remember when uh, Jera threw himself? Was it himself? Probably. Like 75th birthday party or something? It was like a $10 million. Oh, it was when he got in the Hall of Fame. And, and we heard it right. was like a $15 million. Huge party. Lots of crazy stuff Terrence happened. Terrence Newman yeah. playing as a defensive back in the NFL at age 40. We're going to blow that party away. Yeah. No budget. And I brought Revis on. Mostly to humble him, just to keep him at the bottom of our draft. Uh, I like uh, that depth chart. Money is no option <laughs> for you guys. But can I come work? Can I be on the staff here? Well, think about it. I'm not going to be doling out massive contracts, uh, right? So I'm going to have a lot of uh, cash. Unlike Drew Brees, who has cash flow issues right now, apparently. Yeah. I have no, nothing like that because this is all fake. Um, <laughs> safety. Uh, listen, Greg, we're a progressive group. We got Eric Reed joining Colin Kaepernick on the same team. Okay. Oh my God. And whatever comes of that, we stand with our players. Eric yep. Reed better. This might be bad. Well, I mean, yeah, it could be controversial. I could lose some sponsors, but Kenny Vaccaro. Eric also. Reed better get a real job. Give me a break. He will. It's a good safety group, and Silva suggested Trey Boston. Kenny Vaccaro, yeah. Eric Reed, and Trey Boston. That is that would be better than. A large swath, I think, of safety groups in the NFL. That's a nice trip. Yeah, well, Greybeard's benefited from this soft market at safety for whatever reason. Uh, Brad Wing, welcome to the Greybeards. You're our punter. And, uh, yes, I was very happy that this worked out. Seabass still on the market. It's a blessing. What about Marquette King? Uh, I did not add King for the specific reason that uh, he's not really a fit First of all, he's a poor culture fit for us. He's we don't not want, a, he's not we a, don't want a punter picking up personal fouls. We, you know, I know we have Junior Gallette and Pac-Man and all that, but I, I, I'm with the John Gruden camp on this. You know, Mark, no, the real reason is he doesn't fit the model. He's young. He's productive. <laughs> what does he, this even mean? <laughs> he exited, he exited he's too good? an unusual circumstances. He'll get gobbled up. He's not a true gray beard, so I didn't okay. want to cheat the system. By just I mean, is Kenny Vaccaro and Eric Reed? Those guys are in their mid-20s, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I think the ki- just the King situation didn't sit right okay. with me as He just a gray got beard. cut. Yeah, it was a yeah. matter of timing. I like some of the logos some of the listeners suggested. One guy appears to be an Ernest Hemingway picture with like a baseball hat on. <laughs> oh. Quite. Yeah, we the, did a great job, our, the, the listeners and the readers, offering some Greybeard's logos. So we're, The Grim Reaper one that George <clears throat> Claus had in was really good. Yeah, really good work uh, by everybody. So there you go, the 2018 Greybeard's offense, problematic, defense. Wins champion. Solid as a rock. With glue guys and and players with a lot to prove, and then a really nice special teams unit led by a resurgent sea bass who's going to win some games, and I think we're cruising right into an easy seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. Are you going to do? I'm a going one giveaway in, night at all. One in fifteen. You thought about this. One in fifteen. One in fifteen. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I mean, uh, the, better than the Browns. That was better than good. Like, yeah, that they are about the same as the Dick McPherson. How Patriots. dare you? One, one in fifteen. One game. Well, the offense is so bad. I don't think. They're gonna score any points, so we're winning week one. Your defense is is solid, but you're you're gonna have to win like six to nothing in some of these games. Do you guys have cheerleaders? <laughs> uh, we haven't figured out some of those elements, but those would be all out of work cheerleaders as well. Right. So right. we'll just 
I'm very interested in like the you want to handle that promotions for department, yeah. marketing of everything. You want to come yeah. on board? I can give you a fake salary. Sure, yeah. Two million dollars. That's great. All right, Colleen is going to handle cheerleader uh, hiring and all and unlimited uh, vacation. Sure, great. You're on vacation right now. Okay. There you go. The Graybeards. Check it out. We'll be back on um, Friday with another episode. Greg, it'll be you and I, and maybe a guest to be named later. Yeah, we feel like we work on that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll come in. Maybe I'll maybe I'll swing by for a minute. Well, you have a oh, yeah? show to tape. Yeah, don't you? We'll figure out the logistics. Okay, and we'll uh, hopefully have some type of contribution from Mark Sessler, whether it be hearing from Mark or hearing from Mark my dog Mark with a C. It's going to be a, a long-term <laughs> right there. Uh, so thank you to everybody for listening. And sorry we didn't get to the mailbag. We'll we'll get to the mailbag on Friday. So everybody that sent in questions, hang tight. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Connie Fox. The old boss and Lindsay Bolton behind the glass. Come on, Graybeards. Give me that 500 record. Till Friday. Just after we went off the air, we are breaking into coverage to tell you that the Patriots are going to sign center Luke Bowenko, dealing a severe <laughs> blow to the 2018 Greybeards. My pivot point. Devastating loss. We hardly knew you, Luke. Congratulations. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.